Pitbull's Fast Pitch Podcast. My name is Jillian Mulderick. Recently, I received an email from a 14U team. The head coach wrote, now that his athletes are beginning or have entered high school as freshmen and a lot of them are preparing for their first season at the high school level of play, what should his role be as a coach to helping guide his athletes through the recruiting process? And Recruiting is a topic that we could spend episodes and months and days talking about. Honestly, it could be its own category in itself because it's constantly evolving and there's so many different layers to recruiting. I describe recruiting as almost as a matrix. You can't look at it and say, if I do this, these results will come because there's so many factors that affect recruiting. It's almost impossible to follow one formula as an athlete to be successful. However, there are general principles of recruiting that should be followed and went from talking to college coaches over the last decade and continuing to study up on the evolving changes in terms of recruiting at the NCAA level and other governing bodies Here are some of those tips that I'd like to share with our coaches who are looking to be a guide for their athletes that wish to be college-bound players. The number one thing I always, whenever I have a recruiting conversation, I always remind the athletes that recruiting rules and regulations prohibit the contacts the coaches and the institution can have with you, not what you can do in terms of starting communications with those coaches. So with that always being in the center of an athlete's mind, just reinforce as a coach to your athletes that they can always, always be reaching out to college coaches and sending them information. I say that and then sometimes athletes receive emails from various coaches at various institutions that say, hey, reach back to me in two years when you're a ninth grader or uh, hey, reach back to me in a couple years when you're a little bit older or I'm not recruiting that class. This is where that matrix element of recruiting comes in because you have to remember that not only are there division different governing bodies, NCAA, NAIA, the NJCAA, just to name a few of the larger national governing bodies of collegiate athletics. But on top of that, then there's different divisions, Division One, Division Two, Division Three, each of which have their own recruiting rules and regulations. Then on top of that, there's different conferences. The caliber of a conference at the Division One or Two level could be just as elite as a strong Division Three, but there's a different focus on the divisions. So, so there's so many intricacies to recruiting that again, you can get these broad principles to help guide you through the recruiting process, but at the end of the day, it's very much individualized. One of the greatest things I've ever heard a recruiting counselor say, her name is Patty Adorna and she's been a professional recruiting counselor for the last 20, over 20 years. She runs Turn to Sports Recruiting Counseling right out of Northern New Jersey. And she says, in your recruiting process as an athlete, you need to think of it as almost a dating process or a courtship. So if you were to reach out to a college coach, and then not speak to them again until a year later, do you think that you're establishing a relationship? 
you want to stay relevant, it should be a courtship. You should be having these communications with the college coach back and forth and building a relationship in your recruiting process with prospective colleges and coaches. So that's a little piece of advice that can help as a coach what you can share with your athletes that they can always be reaching out and they should be proactive in establishing relationships with college coaches and starting to build their network and that the the regulations and rules regarding recruiting are on the burden of the coaches in the institution not the burden of the athlete another piece of advice if you have athletes that are incredibly interested in pursuing Division I or Division II institutions where they have that in their mindset, you want them to register early with the NCAA Clearinghouse, um, which I believe now is coined as the Eligibility Center. <laughs> Clearinghouse is what it was originally called back when I was in the recruiting process, but it does the same function. So you want to go to the NCAA Eligibility Center. You can simply Google it and find the correct link and register your athlete. I believe there's a fee. It's about $75 now. If I'm right, I can look that up and double fact check for you. But what you do, when you do this, you want to register your sophomore year. The clearinghouse pretty much assesses your, your um, academic schedule and says to an institution, yes, if this athlete continues on this track in terms of her core courses, she will be eligible to play her freshman year as a college student based on eligibility standards. So pretty much it's giving you a rubber stamp saying, yes, this is an athlete that Division One and Division Two schools could be interested in because she's doing what it takes academically to cover her core courses. That's what the Eligibility Center does. And as a Division I and Division II prospect, if you're planning on doing an overnight in your recruiting process at those institutions, you first must be um, cleared by the NCAA Eligibility Center. So again, you can just simply Google NCAA Eligibility Center. Highly recommend taking care of this your sophomore year so you get that rubber stamp of approval. That way, Division I and Division II institutions that are truly interested in pursuing you can do so and you won't be stopped by having to um, do that down the road. Once you register, you receive a a eligibility number a lot of different recruiting platforms will require you to give that NCAA recruit or number or even when you fill out those prospective athlete questionnaires on a athletic website they might ask you for that number this is the number they're referring to and again I highly recommend taking care of this your sophomore year so that it doesn't have to interfere with your recruiting process or slow you down on some of those potential offers or looks you might have if you're planning on strictly going to a Division III institution, you don't necessarily need to register. However, as a sophomore, you should be more open to other opportunities at that point in your high school career. So I recommend all my athletes get that done and taken care of as they go through the recruiting process because they never know what's going to come out in the woodworks over their, the course of the next three years if they're proactive in the recruiting process. Division three doesn't need that, that stamp of approval because division three by nature has a heavy emphasis on academics 
Therefore, you wouldn't be playing for a Division three institution unless you first prioritize those core requirements at the Division one and Division two level because education is important, but there's a little more emphasis on the athletic commitment of an athlete and they're allowed to award you with athletic scholarship money. It is important because of that investment of potential scholarship, athletic scholarship money that our athletes are getting done their core requirements in their high school career so they're eligible to play as freshmen. Another great piece of advice to offer any coach that's looking to guide his or her athletes, especially in today's day and age due to COVID, the pandemic, and some of those eligibility requirements that are being pushed back and how some recruiting deadlines were extended at the Division I level in the NCAA. The best piece of advice as a coach you can offer your athlete right now is not to be afraid to ask questions. Communicate with those college coaches. Send them an email. Pick up the phone. Leave them a voicemail. Send in your transcripts earlier and ask for their opinion. This being proactive is the only way to make sure that you are spearheading your recruiting process. As I mentioned, we as recruiting counselors can give you best guides, best tips, tips and tricks to help elevate your recruiting process. However, it comes down to the athlete themselves pioneering their way. So advocating for yourself is huge. College coaches, interviews in and out across the board of all levels. College coaches want to hear from the athlete. They don't necessarily want to hear from their parents and they don't necessarily want to hear from their coaches. They want athletes that can advocate for themselves because they need to be able to ensure that these athletes are going to have what it takes to balance a full-time student schedule and the demands of collegiate play. So that leadership skill, time management skills, they want to assess that athlete and make sure that any investment they make in an athlete is going to have a return in terms of contributing positively to their athletic program. So girls, speak for yourself. Make sure that you are the one writing your emails, asking the questions. Learn to to have those conversations with authority and show and demonstrate to a college coach that you have what it takes to get to the next level. I hope this was helpful to those coaches out there hoping to be a guide for their athletes as they enter their high school careers and help them navigate the matrix of the recruiting process. Again, this is a topic that we can go into for hours and hours. So if there's something specific you want answered, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at Jillian at And other than that, thank you for sharing and listening to our podcast. We use this podcast to contribute to the Fast Pitch community and to raise money for our small college prep club based out of Mount Ephraim, New Jersey. So every share and listen is greatly appreciated from Pitbull's Fast Pitch. Please stay safe during this time. Good luck with everyone's winter workouts, and we'll talk to you soon.